But you know, uh, an architect or an artist, when he gets an idea in his head, <clears throat> he begins to write it down or he begins to draw it out. And really, he sees the end from the beginning, just like God does with our life. He sees the end from the beginning. He knew before you were even born what, you, what your name was going to be and what it was going to be like to, for you to be born into a, to a family. So all of this starts with, though, a precept. A precept is an original idea or thought. And once this precept is written down or expressed or communicated or conceived, as Mary did with uh, Jesus, it becomes a concept. And a concept is a picture of an idea. It's like the picture of a, um, a puzzle box, the top of a puzzle box. You get, a, you get the concept whenever you look at the picture and how many pieces it fits together. And once this concept is communicated through words, the words are a final fixed form of a thought. And once we begin to communicate that, <clears throat> when, once you sow a thought, you reap an action. And after 21 days, you'll reap a habit. And then once you sow a habit, you reap your character. And once you sow your character, you reap your destiny. And it all starts with a thought. So words come out of concepts, and the concept of Christmas originated as a precept in the mind of God many, many years ago, like eons, like before the foundations of the world. This is where the concept of Christmas came in. John 1, 1 says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. And then in verse 14, it said, the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld the glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and full of truth. <clears throat> and the mastermind of the universe, the Father God, in Revelations, he says that, that um, the, Christ was the Lamb that was slain from the foundations of the world. So apparently this was in the mind of Father God even before the, he created the world, that there would have to be a Savior that would be born to, to Mary and we really would be the Savior of the world. <clears throat> and so Christ was the Lamb that was slain from the foundations of the world. The end from the beginning, he saw this happen. And to finish the salvation concept, Jesus had to somehow, some way, get into the earth. And this is what the message is about today, about the two oars that we got up here. And I'll share more about it in just a second. It's... <clears throat> One more thought about, a, about this concept. The key, the key to communicating a concept is you, we communicate through words. And when there's a breakdown in words in the communication, then there is a breakdown of a concept. And thus, it's called a misconception. And there's many people that's got a misconception about who Jesus is. Some believe that he was just a good man. Some believe that he was, he was uh, some believe they didn't even come. As a, as a babe in a manger. And yet others believe that. And if you believe that Jesus Christ came in the flesh and you confess him with your mouth, then you'll be saved. This is how salvation comes to all of us. But a misconception, what, if you get a misconception of Jesus, it produces a wrong conclusions. And once you have wrong conclusions, place, it'll be, uh, produces wrong beliefs. And once you have wrong beliefs that's opposed to Christ and Jesus, then you have, like the Sadducees and the Pharisees, they have a wrong belief and a conception about who Jesus is. But if you really just believe the simple story that Jesus Christ was born as a babe in a manger and he came to take away our sins 
After, so let me just start. The two oars right here, Alan gave these uh, to me several months ago, and he found them in swimming in Current River about uh, 27 years ago, he said. But I, the reason, I, I just wanted this to be a visual example of what would happen if we only used or had one oar to row with. We'd go in circles, right? Because you'd just be rowing, you'd have, or else change it over. It'd be really a time-consuming thing. So you go in circles and you get nowhere fast. But if one uses two oars, he would exponentially increase his speed and the movement would be in the direction that he desires. So this is why, what does this have to do with Christmas, you say? Well, I want you to just see this. <clears throat> this first oar right here happens to be Mary. Mary by herself at the age of 14 could not have, could not have produced Jesus. And really the second oar is the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit without, G, without Mary would not, could not have produced a humankind or a, a baby in a manger. So this is why you've got to have both oars in the water. And some people don't have that. You know what I mean? They're going in circles. And so with the Holy Spirit, we have the incarnate Christ born as a babe in a manger and he becomes the salvation of the world. Deity is co-mingled with humanity and it's coupled with that. And so therefore it produces Jesus. Luke chapter 1 verse 30 says, Mary, you have found favor with God. Mary, you will conceive and bring forth a son and his name will be called Jesus and he will be great and the son of the highest, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom. Listen to this. There will be no end to his kingdom. So Mary replies, well, how can this be since I've never known a man? And then this is where the angel says, well, there's another or that's going to be involved here. It says, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. With Mary alone, nothing happens. With the Holy Spirit alone, nothing happens. But with God, nothing is impossible. So you got to recognize that you and the Holy Spirit, he is your, I, I can't even wrap my mind around this, but the Holy Spirit is our helper. He wants to help you in every detail of your life. And so God uses the human vessel, or number one, united with the Holy Spirit, or number two, to produce the ability to bring forth deity in, that's incarnate, enrobed in flesh. That's what it means. And Mary said, this concept of incarnation didn't just happen because Jesus was the lamb that was slain. And if he's the lamb that was slain from the foundations of the earth, he had to have a beginning. So this is why Mary, in, having incarnated with, or rather connected with the Holy Spirit, Mary brought forth Jesus. And then Mary said, amen, the concept just let it be to me according to your word, not according to my will, not according to my wishes, or not according to my ambition, but let it be to me according to your word. That's what the word amen means. So be it. So <clears throat> Jesus grew up and he matured, and he, at the age of 30, Matthew 4, 17, Jesus introduces himself to the world, and from that time forward, Jesus began to preach and say, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now, <clears throat> Most of us, we have no idea what the word repent means. It really means to have a change of mind. You know, it, it's really to change your mind going in one direction, have a change of mind and go in another one. So, and then in, in Matthew 6, 9 through 13, Jesus taught his disciples to pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. 
Your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The Father wants the kingdom of God and his will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, what is the environment of heaven? What does the heavenly atmosphere look like? What do you think? It's unity and it's harmony. It's peacefulness. It's bliss. It's tranquility. It's wholeness. It's light. And it's really total wonderment. If you just begin to see, if you could just see heaven right now, you'd begin to see how the kingdom of heaven really, really the kingdom of heaven is where the fruit of the Spirit runs rampant. Love and joy and peace and long-suffering and gentleness and goodness and faith and meekness and temperance. This is, where, this is really the kingdom of God here on earth. He brings it down here. And so that's God's will here on earth in our lives as we relate to one another and family members. And Mary at the age of 14 embraced the word and the will of God even though she didn't see the big picture. She just saw, she just knew what the angel had spoken to her, and so she just saw just what she, she experienced. But there is a big picture. I took an allergy a while ago, just to, so I'm, I'm really thirsty. <clears throat> so <clears throat> not many people see the big picture. But you may ask, well, what is the big picture for my life? Well, we need one thing to see the big picture, and you need another thing to see it unfold in your life. Number one, you need understanding. Proverbs 4, 7, and in all of your getting, get understanding, for she will promote you, she will bring you honor, and when you embrace her, she will place an ornament on, of grace on your head, and a crown of glory she will deliver to you. With all of your getting, get understanding. Understanding is the ability to see the big picture. And um, the big picture is really... It's, when you, it's really a more, it's more than one way to see your life unfold. And basically, you've got, you probably, everybody's got an idea, especially if you're in your 20s or 30s, how your life is going to unfold. But listen, I tell you, don't, it always doesn't happen according to the way you see it. There's many different ways to accomplish the will of God. And so, but there's only one will. And so it's the Holy Spirit who is working in you to achieve and accomplish that, that will. It's the ability to see the big picture. How many has put puzzles together? I love doing that now. Well, we haven't done it in a long time, but I'd love to, I'd love to do that. Down, Scobie's down, to, down at the cabin. They're putting, she's always got a puzzle going. And so the big picture, I'd look at the picture that they had going down there, and I could not get the pieces to fit. I mean, I tried everything. And I accidentally dropped one, and when I did, I saw a letter on it. It was like a B or a C or a D. I didn't know what it was. Anyhow, I... That gave me an, I wonder if this thing, if you can put together this thing from backwards. So I turned all those over, and, and Joe and I, we began to see the C's go together, the D's go together, the B's go together, and so we put it together from a different viewpoint. And, it, and this is how God does our life. Sometimes you think and maybe an accident happens in your life, and you think, well, golly, how's this thing going to work out? Well, look for a solution. And again, we saw those letters fit together, but you need patience to see how those little pieces fit together to form the big picture. So you need understanding to see the big picture, but those little pieces in your life, those people that you meet, those, those accidental occurrences that may occur in your life, you know, you think, well, golly, that's just an accident. It's really not a coincidence. It's coincidental, but it's really divine, God's divine appointment. 
as he begins to cause people that you relate to and run into, it's God's working his will through you and through other people's lives. So that's why we've got to go with the flow of the scheme. Working with the Holy Spirit who is our helper, who is our comforter. And he will, the Bible says, he will show you things to come. The Holy Spirit, the same Spirit that impregnated Mary will show you things to come because he's not only with you, he's in you. The Holy Spirit lives on the inside of every one of us. And so we've got to be able to, to comprehend that and see the bigger picture for our life. The Holy Spirit really is working in all of us to bring that spark of deity to every one of us. Because that humanity side, that, that carnal side is not looking good. But whenever deity comes up and it shows, and the Bible says, you know, you're going to know, you're going to know a good tree because a good tree will produce good fruit. So you just got to check yourself. Are you producing good fruit? And if you're not, then change your ways, repent, and have a change of attitude. And this helps bring the atmosphere and the environment of heaven down to earth. No one can do this on your own. You cannot make that happen. You've got to have the Holy Spirit. You've got to have yourself right here. If you just got yourself, you're just going in circles as you're rowing with this. But if you've got the Holy Spirit, man, you are really going somewhere. And you've got a destiny and you've got a purpose and you've got, a, you've got, a, you've got a, a, really a, something to do for the kingdom of heaven called the will of God. That's what it is. <clears throat> So to bring Christ into the throne of your heart, you see, Christ, the Son of God, became the Son of Man so that we would become the sons of God, joint heirs with Jesus Christ. And so uh, really, the way we do it, say it in, in Wednesday nights, the upper story becomes the lower story so that we can become citizens of the upper story and cooperate with the second order, there, the Holy Spirit, as he works in our life to achieve the will of God and his purpose here on earth. Can you say amen? <clears throat> well, I want to just tell you, I'm, I'm, that's the end of the message today because we've got a baptism that we're going to do. Faith Latrell is going to be baptized today. But I want to do something. The next two services we are going to be having for the rest of the year, and these next two Sundays can be a turning point for many people. On, De on the December the 26th, I'll be talking about restoration and release. It's a part of, it's a really one, one part next Sunday, and then the other part will be the following Sunday. Is that on the January the 2nd? It is, isn't it? Is that, is that Sunday? Okay. <clears throat> then on January the 2nd, at 5 o'clock, we're going to have a, a fire going out here in, the, in our new uh, fireplace out here, and we're going to burn the things that you don't want to carry into 2022. Whatever it is, excess baggage, hurts, offenses, you name it, failures in your life, we want you to write those down. And next Sunday, I've got them here this Sunday, but I want you to write those down, put them in an envelope, and do not put your name on it, but we're going we're gonna to burn those. And, and it's really your past, it's really just for a purpose of saying, you know what, this is a point in time where my past is now over with. It is not going to haunt me the rest of my life. And so many of us, we, our past really comes up to define us. And we allow it to give us definition. But God says, I don't want that to happen anymore because I, many are moving onward and upward with the weight of the past hindering them and keeping them from moving into the forward process. So we're going to burn the past, literally burn those things that you write down. We're going to write, 
and you can rest assured. And please, you can come out and join us if you want to. We'll have a we'll roast some hot dogs or something afterwards if you want to. But what we can do, I want you to literally know that we are going to burn the past. Whatever things have haunted your life year after year, and you bring it into you bring it into this 20 year 22, 2022, 20, it will not be good. But your future, your purpose, your destiny really needs to be determined by God himself because he restores our soul. And it's really interesting in Psalms 23, he said, you know, he lead me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. And, uh, but he also says he also restores our soul. And that restoration of our soul is so important because, you say, well, Pastor, how did I get to this point in my life? I mean, folks just living life can cause a lot of trouble. I mean, just getting up, facing every day, just, just carrying the weight of this fallen culture in your life and you let it allow it to come into your house. What happens in your life? What happens is you become weighted down with excess baggage. You don't want that. You want to allow the Holy Spirit right here, the second or you want to allow him to empower you. So to as many as received him, to them he gave the power to become sons of God, joint heirs with Jesus Christ. So um, this is going to be a time of release and renewal for New Covenant Fellowship. You're going to burn the past and release the future. And uh, as, as you'll, you'll read this next week, it says, let's pray together as we release the thoughts and the habits and the behavior that no longer serve you. And so, and I let go, and this is, this, is, this is what it says, I let go to the power of God to be activated in me right now. I release bad memories and baggage that has bothered me for years and it's just hung on. And this is a spirit of release, but you've got to have a restoration. You know, he leaves me beside still waters. Listen carefully. You cannot have a restoration if you've got turmoil and conflict in your life. It's still waters. He leads you beside still waters. So God wants to give you just a stillness on the inside of you so that the Holy Spirit can come in and say, you know, I just I want to restore to you the years that the canker worm has eaten away. And this is what he will do. He will do that. And so many of us, you say, well, man, I don't, know, I don't know if I've got that much of a future. You've got a preferable future if you would just begin to search for it with the power of the Holy Spirit as your guide. So you can overcome. You can be successful. You can have a good marriage. You can have a good life. You can have a good occupation. God wants you to know that. But it's only as the Holy Spirit is operating in your life. Because nobody can do it on his own. So what we'll do, we'll place this renewal, this little piece of paper, in an envelope next week. And we'll, uh, we'll take it out there on then the January the 2nd, and we'll burn this all. The past is going to be burned up. You know, as a matter of fact, this whole world is going to be renovated by fire at some point in time. And so everything is going to change. But he does this renovation by, just, by, by fire. So I would like for us to do this, all get involved in this. It will be a time of your release and your renewal to God. Amen?